and welcome to the Cultivating Careers in Alternative Proteins podcast, which highlights the journeys of how students and early career professionals got into the alternative protein industry, as well as offers advice on how you can start a career in this revolutionary field. In this episode, I'll be sharing Julia, Jill, and Martin's journey into the alternative protein field. Julia is a double master's student at Wageningen University in the Netherlands, about to finish a master's of science in consumer and sensory science and a master's of science in food chemistry. She's also the co-founder of the Wageningen Alternative Protein Project, a student-led association that, with support from the Good Food Institute, has created an exciting community of students committed to the alternative protein at the world's leading food university. She is currently a food science intern at Hoxton Farms in London, England, where she works on cultivated fat tissue with the ambition of making animal-free products delicious. Hello, Julia, and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you for having me, Jeffrey. I'm really excited being here and looking forward to our discussion today. Great. First off, what really inspired you to get into the alternative protein space? To be honest, alternative protein was a concept that was materialized in my eyes through GFI. I've always cared about climate and I've always cared about animals. I did my bachelor's in bioengineering, but I was obsessed about the sea. I grew up next to the sea. And I always wanted to do something so that the animals from the sea wouldn't deplete. And uh, for some reason, I ended up doing my, my bachelor's thesis in aquaculture. I worked trying to breed the octopus in farm to be able to repopulate. And while I was doing that bachelor's project, I kind of like realized that I couldn't save the animals from the sea or the animals in general by farming animals. So after my bachelor's, I kind of like did a few other things, but always in my heart, I knew that this was really what mattered to me and what was really concerning me at the back of my mind. I had different positions in different countries of like different things. I worked with wine in France. I also ended up doing a marketing job between China and Hong Kong. And Slowly, slowly, I thought that I had outgrown these concerns of when I was a teenager about saving the world, but they were always in the back of my mind. Somewhere in 2017, I read for the first time about Mark Post. I was already a vegan and something inside of me clicked that through this commitment that I had to not eating animals, there could be a way of helping other people take that stance as well. And I realized that I needed to work with food. Food was a powerful tool to have impact regarding climate change, but it was also, if you work with food and you're able to make fabulous food animal-free, then maybe people will stop eating animals. And when I went back to school in 2019, so I packed my bags, went to the Netherlands from Hong Kong, um, Wageningen, was such a very special place because it was a place where people were working so much in plant ingredients and especially in plant protein. And to me back in the days, despite having read about the work of Mark Post, I was thinking, okay, if you're vegan, then you need to eat plants. And then when I came across for the first time at the end of 2019, 
with the concept of alternative protein, it was when I discovered GFI reading online, it was suddenly the approach that defined everything that I really wanted to do and the things that really mattered to me of the science that I was learning about. And alternative protein really defined that space of research and creation of products and approach to nutrition in which animals will be free and climate change can be stopped and reversed. So yeah, this is how I got there. To me, like seeing that GFI existed and that alternative protein was something that other human had thought about somewhere else was like a revelation. Right. And that you could use food as a avenue to make that change, to help animals. Yeah, exactly. So now you work as a food scientist at Hoxton Farms, which is a cultivated fat company. Did you maybe want to speak a little bit as to why you are particularly focused more on cultivated fat as opposed to plant-based or fermented foods? Yeah. So on one side, there is something of vanity and and, and certain egoism, which is that cultivated meat and cultivated fat research is just so appealing, scientifically speaking. It's just a hard problem. It's challenging. And you want to be a part of something that is so challenging because it's really cool in a way. I'm being a bit egocentric in the sense I want to solve a problem that proves to myself that I'm smart and able. So there's a a big component of that. And why cultivated fat? Well, I was very interesting when I was doing uh, graduate studies in Wageningen. And when I arrived, I was very quickly interested in protein because for obvious reasons and all of like this questions that consumers and governments have about, well, protein is so important. If we start, stop eating animals, what's going to happen with that? Which is, a, I guess, is a question that all vegans everywhere or whoever is listening to this really can recognize of like his, their parents asking them about this or other people. But fat was also very fascinating because of flavor and sensory, right? So fat is where flavors live. Fat is what can also make foods go really wrong because of rancidity and oxidation and fats will liberate those flavors to a certain rate or other rate, like faster or slower, which will make foods have a certain intensity. So fat was suddenly so fascinating to the point that I stopped being so interested in protein. I started directing all of my courses and all of my small project work towards fat because fat was sensory and fat was appeal. And in my understanding, My mission was to really make animal-free products appealing. And then if I wanted that, I needed to understand fat and I needed to work with fat. And this is the two reasons. So the part of cultivated being a hard problem and fat being my center of interest. And then it was so obvious that I needed to find a place and find a role like the one that I have now, working in a cultivated fat company. And don't get me wrong. I do not think that plant-based or fermented technologies are not important or not interesting. Absolutely not. It was, I think, why am I not working in plant-based or fermented foods? It might have been just a matter of a mixture of luck as well. So a challenging problem with fat and finding the right opportunity. Nevertheless, there is a place in my mind in which cultivated fat is really the solution for convincing everybody. If my mission was at some point to think, oh, I can help people stop eating animals for climate and animals themselves, in my mind, and it's really through 
delivering real animal fat and not doing it through GM or through fermentation techniques or through plants, what best than the real thing, right? Yeah, definitely. And from my experience and research that I've done, I've noticed that there's a lot of things that plant-based fats just aren't able to achieve compared to real animal fats. So I think from a cultivated perspective, fat is really the essential component that is really difficult to replicate using plants. So it's, it's a very wise decision to focus specifically on fat. Yeah, exactly. Very well said. It cannot be replicated by plants and deliver those key functionalities and sensory characteristics. So also that if the mission is to convince the most people or to allow that opportunity to make them change or to be able to want to change, then you need to deliver the real thing. I really honestly believe that this is the way forward to make animal-free products available to everyone. Cultivated fat is the way for animal-free deliciousness. All right. Well, I look forward to the day where I can finally try it. (laughs) It won't be long, Jeffrey. It won't be long. Could you maybe explain or elaborate more on your specific journey that led you to your job at Oxman Farms, but were the key step to the connections that you made that eventually landed you the job that you have now? When I started graduate school and then I was researching, I wanted to work in animal-free technologies and innovation as well. Evidently sell ag, so both fermented fats or cultivated fats, but I wasn't really sure how I could get there or what were the things that I needed to do. What I was just certain and that I always focused my energy in was really doing projects that would only pull me closer to that. So in every course that I had, in any project and everything that I did, an internship that I could get, everything was directed towards that direction. So either plant proteins or plant fats or sensory aspects of fats or plant-based product innovation and development. And slowly, slowly, the more that you're accumulating this knowledge And this was my general approach to how to direct myself in university. But then I was also very much open to conferences. And in this sense, COVID was really hard. But there was also an opportunity that I think that I wouldn't have had if it wasn't for COVID, which was suddenly there were all of these conferences that otherwise I wouldn't have been able to attend, but suddenly they were all online. And I remember that in the winter of 2020, I attended the Protein Directory Alta Dairy Conference. And there I met a bunch of people and I was helping to formulate some questions because thank you to this knowledge that I had already accumulated for a year, I was able to do some very elaborated and specific technical questions. And this is where you catch the attention of some people who want to talk to you and want to know what you're doing in your career path. And this allowed me also to do an internship with Unilever on animal-free products. So all of these things, they are creating a joint effect that is pushing you forward. So as long as you are really doing the things that really interest you. There were also some other cool stuff that I did. I did the Rethink Protein Challenge, which uh, the Wageningen University makes an entrepreneur challenge that is open to all universities in the world, but it's quite famous, especially for European students. And with another student from Switzerland, we won 
the first price in prototyping, we created a product that resembled dairy fat. We used yeast for the production of this dairy fat and we won. So this also catch a lot of attention from people who were good mentors months after. So in general, all of these points were not connected, but they just created this forward movement. How did you land the job at Hoxton Farms? Did you just apply to it? Or did you know someone there or someone first told you about Hoxton Farms and they said, oh, you should probably apply? Or how did that come about? It was two things at the same time. So back in the days, I had a friend who was very, very keen of moving to the UK. And he's also really, really into cultivated meat and cultivated fat and cell ag. And he told me, oh, there is Hoxton Farms in the UK. And I had some personal reasons to move to the UK. I'm also a resident of the UK, so it's also something that I could more or less do with some ease. Then I read a little bit about Hoxton and I was suddenly hooked. They're really doing cultivated fats. This is my thing. And I did an open application. So I proposed to them that I wanted to do my internship and I really sold myself in the way of, okay, I'm only a student, but you know, I have all of these very specific skills. I'm so interested in alternative protein. I've been only working with fats and all of these aspects of fats that are so important to you. For some reason, they liked me and they gave me an opportunity. <laughs> so again, of course, all of these co-joint effects pushing me forward of those little things that I've been doing that they have led me to that spot. These guys were very cool and very kind. And they said, hey, let's give this girl a shot. And they accepted me for this internship. So there wasn't a specific job opening that you applied for. You just reached out to them? Yes, exactly. Again, it, it takes a special team to be able to be open to that. So mm -hmm. I'm also grateful for that. What do you think was a game changer during your studies that really presented all of these opportunities to you? If I had to only say one thing, it would be definitely joining GFI's Alt Protein Project because it just has the connections, but also the knowledge and the contact and the feeling of belonging somewhere, knowing that there's other students out there that are struggling the same way as you are having on the reach of your hand all of these wonderful people that you can talk to within GFI and that can make you see that you're not alone and that change happens. I think that that gave me especially like commitment and reassurance that there is a way forward and that there is a movement forward and that this is going to happen and that this is really where I want to be and what I want to work in for the rest of my life. So that was a game changer and not particularly because there was a special opportunity that came out of this. It was, again, a co-joint effect, but also an external factor that made me take a decision internally for the times to come. So mm -hmm. definitely the Alt Protein Project. Yeah, I think the Alt Protein Project that GFI has created is a great incubator in the sense that it really fosters an environment for students to learn about this industry more, connect with others, and even potentially inspire others to join the movement and may even lead to them getting jobs or internships in this space too. Hmm, I agree. So do you have any regrets about 
any decisions that you've made in your career or is there something that you feel like you would have done differently looking back at it either in your studies or your career path in general um i mean that's a hard thing to say about the career path or life in general and because all the things that you go through they take you to place where you're at but if i could go back in time i think i would have liked myself from just finishing my bachelor to not have feared and not have been so insecure and had still tried to pursue my dream of saving animals or saving the sea and not felt so lost and hopeless and thinking, oh, nobody else is doing this. I wish I had had the strength in me back in the days, but maybe all of the other things that I did took me there. Do you have any advice for people who want to get a job in the alternative protein space? I think that there's no path for anybody. I think that it's very important to, one, find out what you're good at. If you're really wanting to get yourself in L-protein because it has a special meaning for you, for your values, for the mission that you want to have in your life, for giving the best of you, First, find something that you're good at or that you want to be good at. And two, do something you love. And by that, I mean on the content, on the activity, on the set of skills, on the approach. So if you like chemistry, and because you like chemistry, because it's, it's fascinating, then go for that. Or if you like, I don't know, content creation, or maybe you like machines and engineering, or maybe you like people and relationships. And so find something that you're not only good at, but that you like, that it's exciting, that puts a smile on your face, that it's fun, that whatever takes for you. And finally, try to find something that has an impact, that changes things, that helps others. And this might sound even a bit cheesy, but it's true. If you feel lost or if somebody out there is feeling lost, doesn't know how to enter the L-protein space, but you manage to connect to L-protein through channels that are specially tailored to you, you will find a way of getting there. So there is not a special path. There is not like, oh, you should be a bioprocess engineer because this is where the bottlenecks is right now. I don't think that's the way. I think everybody should do whatever fits for them and they will find the way. That was what worked for me. I wanted to make a difference with animals and I wanted to do it through food. And I really like flavor and I really liked chemistry and I was good at chemistry. So that's where it made sense to me. But it could be so many other ways. And it's more about knowing yourself than about fixing an objective or a pathway for you arbitrarily. Yeah, and adding to that, finding something that really motivates you is really key. And I think that's maybe what you're alluding to. Because if you're motivated to go to work every day and excited to do the things that you're doing, then it really won't feel like work. Just that internal motivation can get you really far. I agree. If possible, would you be able to speak to the type of work that you do at Hoxton Farms as a food scientist? Yeah, I mean, I can in very general terms. So I'm interested, let's say, in especially in the molecular sensory aspects of food. So understanding the flavor and the aroma molecules, 
from an analytical point of view and linking them to the experiences that they provoke. And also regarding texture, obviously, and also regarding the appearance of products. So this is very interesting because it's really placed in the interface of how we experience this new materials, new products, new ingredients on a very human way, but through very, very concrete measurements and very, very concrete techniques regarding composition and structure and the interactions and the physical way of these materials, products, ingredients. So very much like trying to explain human experience, despite the fact that might sound a bit pretentious, but it's really about that. Yeah, absolutely. Food is an experience and it brings pleasure to a lot of people. So to replicate a product, you want to ensure that that experience is still going to be just as pleasurable. So is Hoxton Farms actively hiring? Uh, yes, so Hoxton Farms is actively hiring. I think that we are looking for stem cell biologists. We have a very interesting position for a machine learning researcher. And so there are a few roles. Basically, Hoxton Farms is divided mainly in between the wet lab and the cell biology and the process team and the production team and the food science team, which would be more bio people. But there's also a very strong component of models and machine learning, which is what makes Hoxton Farms so special and unique, because I don't think that there's a lot of companies doing that out there, if any at all. So I know that there are a few roles on both sides of the company. So in the computational part, but also in the bio part. I would strongly encourage anybody who is interested in the field to go and check out what's out there in the webpage. You can find Hoxton Farms LinkedIn, and there will be a link to Hoxton's webpage and also the roles that are available. Fantastic. Yeah, and I'll provide a link to that in the show notes. Awesome. Lastly, is there anything else you want to add or speak to? I just really hope that this is encouraging somebody out there who was feeling the same way that I was two, three, four, or five years ago and who wanted to do some change and was starting to have some more specific idea of how to deliver that change. I also listened to people talk about how they had found their way to out protein later on. And it was tremendously inspiring. And I hope that there is another student out there who's finding this also inspiring. I feel really grateful for being able to deliver that to somebody out there. Great. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to share your experience and your thoughts about the alternative protein space. And hopefully it is inspiring to someone out there listening that they can realize that, hey, this is possible and I can follow in her footsteps. Yeah, I would love that. Thank you very much for listening. This episode showed how Julia's mission to help animals and improve the environment, coupled with her passion for food, led her to pursue a career in alternative proteins. Also, she has proved that just reaching out for cold emailing companies can help you to get your foot in the door to start cultivating your career in this industry, as there's a place for everyone, including you, to be a part of the alternative protein revolution. Mm-hmm.